Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. This week, we are celebrating our four-year podcast anniversary. We are also talking about common myths and stereotypes for geeks. All right, hit the music. Happy anniversary, Heather. Happy anniversary. We just uh, passed our four-year anniversary here at the beginning of January, which I just think is amazing. I mean, who would have thought when we sat down four years ago and started recording that we'd still be here and rocking it? Yep. I agree. So I, I thought for fun to celebrate our four-year anniversary, I could tell you about our top rated, uh, our top three shows. Oh, that'd be great. Now, I do have a um, disclaimer here and that's that Libsyn changed their format and so everything before November 1st 1997 or 1997 (laughs) 2017 there has been no there's no uh, delineation anymore with those episodes so everything that I'm telling you about is I've been our top one since November 1st 2017 so a little over a year yeah yeah so I'll give you our number three okay that was the Gilmore Girls reunion. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. So that was one of our, uh, that was our top three. Very exciting. Now, our first and second place, or a tie, dead exact same number of downloads. Wow. Crazy, right? So one of, the, one of them was the parody movies. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a fun episode. I enjoyed that one a lot. It was a fun episode. I remember us having to define the word parody (laughs) because producer Craig said we had no idea what parody meant. I don't think he knows what parody meant. (laughs) I don't know. He only has a movie podcast. But I think mine uh, were all parodies. Mine, uh, Goldmember is the uh, as a parody Mm -hmm. of a parody. Yeah. So maybe it was just too meta for him. Maybe. Right. Maybe it was the things like Wayne's World that he didn't catch as a parody. I don't know. I had to describe. It's a Saturday Night Live movie. So I think that's just inherent in the nature. I know. If it started out as a skit, it's a parody. Right. <laughs> so um, the other one that was tied for first place was the Dungeons and Dragons mm. intro from June of 2017. Nice. So what's surprising is that that was tied for first place with the same number of downloads and it was released before November 1st, 2017. That's true. So we've had a lot of people listening after the fact. Yeah. So that, so it was probably double. Right. That's exciting. Well, I know one of the big uh, milestones that we kind of hit right around that time, right before, you know, we had a certain number of downloads And within about seven months of that, we doubled our lifetime downloads. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. We had a nice trend there for a while. If they'd only continued to double. Doubling is nice. (laughs) It it, it looks very nice on a a chart. It does look nice on a chart. (laughs) That's all right. Anyways. Our 12 listeners are super stoked. (laughs) They're very excited. All 12 of them listened to those two uh, episodes. All three of those, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, yeah. no, no. One less for Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Well, they downloaded Actually, them on every device they've ever owned. So it's very helpful. We love you, 12. You're the best. Uh, but someone got the, their, yeah. someone got a new iPad or something in it up there. It was downloads. me. <laughs> it was me, definitely. Uh, one of the other cool things that we worked on doing was uh, upping our social media followers, working with Twitter, playing with Twitter. And we did a, a campaign to get to 4,000 followers by our four-year anniversary, and we made it with about 12 hours to spare, which is pretty cool. And we've continued to grow since then, and that was, you know, a couple weeks ago, so it's exciting. It is very exciting. And uh, my husband keeps get- complaining about all the things that you have to do to grow Twitter, and he's <laughs> like, I don't understand. People are just putting gifts on here I'm like, and tagging me. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. That's all that Twitter is. Yeah. Yeah. Play. Here's the deal. With Twitter, it's really not that hard to get followers as long as you interact. 
the more you interact with shows, the more people are going to follow you because they find you interesting. We don't post a ton of stuff on Twitter. Like we post a little bit more to uh, Facebook most of the time, but we interact with a ton of shows on there and they all have a ton of shows on there. I should remember to tweet stuff because I remember to post to our page a bit, Mm -hmm. but I keep forgetting about the Twitter. Come play on Twitter with me because it's a lot of fun. It's always fun because it's usually either one of us that's interacting. And so nobody ever knows who they're talking to. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually me. Uh, remember when you were having like that direct message conversation with somebody and then I just popped in there with uh-huh. Michael Jackson eating popcorn? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. <sighs> yeah. That's always fun. Yep. See, yeah. we like our gifts. We do. We have a good time with them. And, and again, it's, it's, you know, like we, I was having a bad day one day and I set up a, uh, a dance off in our Twitter uh, and I think we had about 200 people who fell in line to throw their best dance moves via GIF on. Uh, oh, Twitter. I was hoping it was amazing. I was like, I was like, I was like they we need to record themselves. Yeah, we need to do that a little bit more. Uh, no, no, no. It was it was a GIF off. But uh, hmm. we need to do that more because it's just fun. And it's a good way to interact and get to know other shows and people. And then you start seeing all the side convos that people are having with their people. And, you know, it's fun. I get these different fun. social media reports that tell us like, what's our, you know, how many followers did we get this week? And how many times were we retweeted? But some weeks, our retweet reach is like 800,000, which is crazy. I mean, if all those people listened once, be like, peace out. <laughs> yeah, they don't download that much. <laughs> no, they don't. It never works that way. Oh, well, who cares? We're having fun. Mm-hmm. Well, but I don't think the number of downloads is really the the best metric and measurement. And people think that it's you're supposed to be getting thousands and millions of downloads. And some shows do, but most shows, if they're getting a hundred or to two hundred tweet like downloads, they're doing better than eighty percent of the other podcasts out there. So it's something you just have to roll with. And we do it because yeah. we love it. We've never done yeah. it to see if we could, you know, do anything more than that. Yeah, All the rest yeah. of it's just perks. So, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We've yeah. got we've we've got a decent follower set. One thing that does make it difficult is you can't actually tell how many people subscribe because they subscribe through different mediums. Mm-hmm. And Apple Podcast doesn't feel like telling you. Yeah, so you have to kind of assume uh, subscribers based on the unique downloads per uh, the first day that it was released. But that's yeah. a bit bad. I don't ever have. I don't even have access to that information. So I it's. And and I'm kind of glad because if I did, I'd probably just be staring at it all the time and beating myself up over it. But again, working as a social media manager for the company that I do, this is something that I'm looking at all the time or these articles from these big, big shows are like, stop worrying about your downloads and start worrying about your content. And we've always wanted to strive to have good sound quality and decent content. And that's what hopefully keeps people coming back for more. Yeah, I one issue that I'm always concerned myself with is if we start looking at the numbers and then actually changing your format to kind of match what is ideal, if it turns out and then if it's not true to who you are, then the podcast won't reflect you anymore and you won't have the same drive for it. Yeah. So there's always that concern, too. It's like when the studio gets in a bat into a Batman movie, like just <laughs> let them be. Let's get it going. Yeah. So super fun. I'm just glad that we're still doing this. And, you know, in four years of doing this, we've never had like a fight or anything, which is cool because we've seen other shows come and go and just crash and burn and they like never talk to each other again. And I couldn't even Uh, imagine that. So, yeah. Speaking of fights, I was thinking, are we getting a fight? Well, (laughs) no, it was uh, it was today we were talking about our topic and or and I was thinking every time you bring up a topic, I'd be like, now. (laughs) And I said, why am I so, like, anti these topics? I'm like, no, I don't want that. Nah. Right. And I was like, and I'm like, why am I be? I'm always negative. And so I'm like, I'm well, like, maybe you just- think up a topic. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking that today. And then you come up with one. I'm like, nah. Well. <laughs> 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 I was like, I need to, I need to be more supportive and just go with the flow. And then you're like, how about this? I'm like, nah. Um. <laughs> Well, that's good. (laughs) I'm glad you feel super meh about today's topic. Oh, 
no, we we've added a nice twist to it. It's good. <laughs> well, this this uh we decided that we were not going to just do an entire show on our four year anniversary because we already did a big pat ourselves on the back episode for a, a hundred, you know, back in May. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we figured y'all might find that boring if you just hear us talk about ourselves for 30 minutes to an hour. So we do actually have a topic today. <sighs> and apparently Heather Yay. is stoked for it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 it's good. <laughs> it's a good topic. I was, <laughs> <sighs> I do this. You know, I'm, I like, <laughs> I go through this thing and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, no, we can't do that with patterns. Like, you know, we've done like three movie podcasts yeah. in a row. So let's, let's switch something up. And then it was like, now we've done six book podcasts in a row. So let's go well, back it's like, to Yeah, movies. it's like we just did our, our annual movie reviews, part one and two. We did a book club. We're about to do another book club. So it's, yeah, we do need to bring some rather just regular game back to the game. Yes. What What about the people that don't absorb media of any kind? <laughs> they probably don't know how to listen to a podcast. <laughs> Very good point. Like, so this, we're insulting the Amish now, but luckily they don't listen. They don't have electricity, so they're not listening. And I'm okay with that. So. It's the safest place to get uh, to go after the Amish is on a podcast. <laughs> I'm not going after the Amish at all. The bitches still use a wagon and a you know shovel, and they know how to bury stuff. So no, I'm good. I don't know. Yeah, because they get like upper body strength too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the beards, the big magic beards they got going on. <laughs> They're magic. <laughs> I saw these uh, like pictures on the internet of what uh, bearded men look like from like underneath, where you look at the chin, and so they oh, look yeah. like that's disturbing. They look it's like not um, a good angle. They look like Beaker from the Muppets. Yes, without the eyeballs. They yeah. should just put googly eyes down just there just for everybody. Googly eyes under their chin and there you go. That'd be perfect. We should we should okay, y'all send us some pictures of your beards like that. That'd be great. With googly eyes, please. Yeah, it has to be on or, the head on your the top of your head, not anything else. Don't send us gross things. No, yes, no dick pics. <laughs> or we will send I, them to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So let's get on to our topic of the day. And I found this article this afternoon after Heather was no, no, knowing all of my ideas. So so this one I came across, and this was four common geek stereotypes, myths and realities. And this was on uh, the Game Detective website, and it's like gamedetective.wordpress.com. And it's from 2015, so it's a little bit dated, but that's all right. We can update as we go through. So. All right, so what is the first stereotype? Well, we're actually going backwards, so I guess that he did them in reverse order. So what what is the fourth stereotype? (laughs) The fourth stereotype. (laughs) It's basically the myth is that geeks are super smart, but they have no common sense. You hear this? Yeah, I've heard that. I've I've heard that. Yeah, you hear it constantly. You see it on the Big Bang Theory. You see it on pretty much any show. That has nerds on it. They know how to hack their way into the, you know, whatever database, but they can't come in out of the rain or they, you know, they don't know what this particular shoe is or something like that. Yeah, I I think that this stereotype is really prevalent on the Big Bang Theory, but I think that the origins of it are like the geniuses uh, like Einstein and things like that, where there was kind of this common they're so busy thinking at bigger pictures that they don't think about uh, micro interactions. I think you may end up with that or you may end up with like the opposite end of the spectrum where you have someone who is on a spectrum, who's got maybe an Asperger's disorder or autism type of thing. And a lot of those for a long time went undiagnosed. Nobody knew that's what Mm -hmm. it was. So nobody treated it and whatever it is. But those are those are very specific cases, and I don't think that that can be used as a broad blanket statement for all geeks. Uh, but yeah. what, this, what this article said, which I thought was really interesting, was that it may not be a lack of common sense as much as it is a lack of common interests, right? Mm-hmm. So geeks have very specific interests, and they don't always coincide with what the, quote, average person might be talking about, sports weather politics whatever it is like they may have just a different view of the world because they're not into the same kind of things i thought that was a really good point yeah it could be that uh somebody that is 
uh, driven in other ways mm-hmm. when it necessarily, even especially career wise. Yeah. Right. That if that doesn't give you fulfillment, you're not going to be as focused in that area. And right. I think maybe that's kind of where that's pulling from too, because. Yeah, you know, I think also like Paul, Paul and I, you know, grew up in the same town. We grew up, we're right at the same age. So we, you would think that we would have the same background knowledge on just normal standard things, right? But we don't at all because his interests were so specific, especially with music, because he's a classically trained musician, but also because he just like, like his favorite move or his favorite music is film music, like scores and stuff like he's Mm -hmm. that orchestral, beautiful stuff that goes on the back of the movies. And I grew up much more into pop and Broadway and country, you know, like regular radio fair and, you know, things like that. So we may come across things that I'm like, oh, this is, you know, Michael Jackson's whatever. And he's like, um, like there are certain things he knows because like maybe his brothers, like he knew Metallica because his brothers were into that and he had different things. But it's just, you know, they just weren't the same interest levels when it came to that topic. So, you know, I've, you know, now he can spot pink a mile away and those kind of things. So he's learning. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed the same thing with me and my husband. I, I grew up not, not necessarily knowing how to fix cars, but understanding the very basics of how they work right. and, you know, looking at cars and he could give a crap less. Mm-hmm. So I got these fancy new rims and stuff on my car uh, back in Houston and he just had no acknowledgement. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're rims and tires. And first thing, like my mom came when she says, man, look at those rims and tires. They're great. Mm-hmm. So he just didn't, he didn't care. And I remember his old boss had this crazy, like hundred thousand dollar Mercedes <laughs> and they went to lunch together and he went and opened the, tried to open the door of a Camry right next to the $100,000 Mercedes, mm-hmm. offending his boss to no end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been in that car. <laughs> Weirdly <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely not worth the money, if you ask no. me, especially in Houston, because there's a pothole every five seconds. Yeah. And, no. and it and floods. There wasn't yeah. anything special about it, I'll tell you that for sure. But no, I, uh, yeah, I think. It's that. And I think the other part of this myth is that all geeks are super smart, which Mm -hmm. isn't really true, right? I mean, I think there's a pretty wide range of intelligence, just like any other group of people that you're clumping together. You are going to find people who are super smart, but they also may just be people who know certain things really, really well, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and maybe other things, just not as much, so... Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of things that I know a lot about, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't make me superstar. I know a lot about the Beatles, but mm-hmm. really, it doesn't get me very far. This is right where the this is where the stereotype comes in. Well, I know a lot about that. Yeah, yeah, I think like my my ex husband was really into sports, and not just sports, but the actual statistics behind it, and who all the players were, and who all the coaches were. And I could have given a shit, you know. I was like, whatever. But do you know the characters in Star Wars? Nope, he doesn't. So again, super smart in one area, less in like the academic world. Like it just wasn't his thing. That's fine. Whatever. Everybody's got their own business. So. But, you know, compatibility is a big problem. So. <laughs> and to be in an upstanding member of society. Well, oh, did that. I say that? Oh, there's oh I'm that. sorry. Yeah. He's, he's probably listening right now. He does listen. <laughs> I don't even. He does. I don't even, I don't even know him very well, so now yeah. I feel bad. But Don't. Oh, well. I don't, <laughs> I don't at all. I don't, no. uh, Sometimes oh, stereotypes well. exist for a reason, motherfucker. So. <laughs> true. All right. All right, so myth number three, since we're counting down, is that geeks have no social skills. Here, I, I see where I see where this comes from, and I think that they are talking about people on the spectrum, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily geeks. You can be on the spectrum regardless, and that is a very common trait of people on the spectrum mm-hmm. is the social uh, issues. Well, that's basically what that is, is the lack of social cues and being able to recognize, you know, how to behave in certain situations because your brain is focused on something else. So you would use somebody like the comic book shop guy from The Simpsons, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's kind of that stereotypical geek sloth. You can't figure out how to like be a normal human, 
that is not normal. Now, I meet people like that from time to time, and they, yeah. for some reason, always want to come sit down and talk to me when I don't want them to. But, but you Or know, they tweet. Uh, well, yeah, they could be sweet, too. But I think... No, I was saying, no, I said they tweet. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we got some tweeters. Uh, but I think this also kind of goes back to that common interest thing, whereas, again, if you're not into the same kind of thing, you don't have anything to talk about. And a lot of people who identify themselves as geeks and nerds would probably also identify themselves as introverts, or at least like I am like an ambivert, which is an outgoing introvert, you know, somebody who can be up and have fun. But to recharge, they need alone time, right? Like they need to be quiet with their thoughts. And I think that anybody who has a basic understanding of what a lot of these geek games are, if you will, or, you know, like role playing games, for example, think, oh, my gosh, you don't have any social skills, you're just living in your mom's basement playing D&D. If you've ever played D&D, you will understand that it is a very social game. And you have to have those diplomacy skills and things like that to play it. Yeah, but you can roll for them. That's the thing. <laughs> well, but you still have to know what you're, you know, how to how to make a story out of it. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of idiots rolling dice and just like, you know, you might as well be playing Candyland at that point. Like it's not, you know, D&D is a theater of the mind kind of thing. So you do have to have a mind that can, in fact, you know, come up with these yeah. things. So, yeah. And you'll find that, you know, these uh, people without social skills that they're referring to, generally, if you have the same interest they will um be friendly and discuss yeah. and be it's just that's the it's all kind of around the same thread as our as the previous one is if if they don't care they don't need to talk to you about it yeah i don't exactly. go and you know i i mean i don't go and push myself into conversations about stuff that i don't care about why would other people do the same thing well i that was one of the points that the article made as well was we tend to surround ourselves like this goes back with the smart thing too we tend to surround ourselves with people who are like-minded who have a similar level of intelligence right like we don't go hang out with someone who's way smarter or way dumber than we are. We tend to find people around, you know, you, like attracts like. You tend to find people who are similar, and that's your basis of what the world is. So if you have a group of really smart nerds hanging out, chances are down the hall there's a bunch of really dumb nerds hanging out too. So, you know. Yeah, I've been, I've always had this tough time it, with everybody seems to be – uh, everybody accepts diversity, but as a general rule, people are not ready to diversify. Yeah. So, you know, all, m most of the time, like if, if you think of 10 of your friends and 10 of your friends have a college education, that's actually a very rare percentage of the population, but it's probably a high percentage of your 10 friends if you're college educated. Right. So things like that. And, you know, remember, I've said this before that we should try and get like, exactly every kind of major <laughs> interest uh, and hang out all at one time. It'd but be I think pretty one interesting. of us would have to leave then. Is that the problem? Oh, yeah. We'd have to get and, two of everything, right? Oh, yeah, we could get to it. We could get two frat boys. Let me see. <laughs> We're like Noah's um, Ark of nerds. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think <laughs> like um, two two like fashionistas. Oh, we could get uh, Shazi. She's got her big fashion. Oh, uh, yeah. They love Shazi. Yeah. So, I know lots, anyway, lots of those people. It has not rubbed off on me at all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. so. Okay. All well, right. Why don't we take a quick break and listen to a promo from a couple of our friends here. And when we come back, we will talk about the next two stereotypes. Lisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forever's 
on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forever's Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. All right, and we're back. So, Heather, you ready for the last two myths about geekdom? Sure. All right, so myth number two is that geeks are always unattractive and unathletic. Now, TV shows this constantly, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Every geek is scrawny or they've got glasses or pimples. It's it's a Steve Urkel type of, you know. And Dustin kid. Diamond and, yeah. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, as much as people crap on the Big Bang Theory about being unrealistic or whatever it is, I think it's one of the first shows out there that has given a little bit more credibility to the geek. I don't even, know. <laughs> I, I think that, I think it has. I mean, they are a little, you know, they're all a little rough around the edges. But I think it's, it's. I mean, it's lasted, you know. I can imagine Urkel having four seasons on, you know, 40 seasons all to himself. So Yeah, I think that Bernadette is the biggest well-rounded mix of the group. I love her. Yeah, yeah. I like her too. And But she she's able to understand social uh, implications that they've taken other people out of. She's obviously pretty and she's smart. But she also doesn't fall into the... Um, obsessions that the rest of the group has. So, yeah, I don't know. So that is, that in general, the women are all a little bit more well-rounded than the guys are. They're a little more singular. Yeah, and generally, if you're a female nerd on a show, you just have glasses and you're still gorgeous. <laughs> and if you're a male yeah. nerd, they will legitimately go really, really ugly. Well, this is what I I also said, like, so think to these teen rom-coms, right? Like, she's all that. And we've talked about these in the past, where all you have to do to make the geeky girl popular is take off her glasses and fluff her hair out. Yep. Take her hair out of the, out of the ponytail holder and give it a little shake, and she, voila, she's gorgeous. And oh my God, she was beautiful all along, because apparently glasses just really crank up the troll factor and i know it doesn't make any sense and then they usually have a big long thing about them having a difficulty time putting their contacts in because Mm -hmm. or because they're stupid yeah yeah or they have them uh unable to see and get into goofy hijinks as a result they're like velma losing her glasses on scooby-doo every time they blink yep Keep, that bitch would have a backup pair. Are you kidding me? I know. Me? I have she a backup. prepared for everything. I've got a backup pair everywhere. I know. I, I go on vacation. I always have a backup, you know, just in case, because you don't want to wander around oh. in your sunglasses. I broke my backup glasses earlier this week. So annoyed. <sighs> and so now I'm worried because my regular glasses are a little wobbly. They're mm-hmm. a little wiggly. I bought them a little too small because I bought them cheap off of goggles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I just ordered another pair, slightly less cheap, and they're going to have progressive lenses in it because I'm old and can't read in my distance glasses at all. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I have. So we have a different pair. Craig has a different pair for regular and for for um, reading. He has two separate pairs because he can't walk in progressive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this will be my first time to try it. Paul has been wearing two pairs of glasses. Like, he actually has to wear them together. (laughs) We need to get him new glasses as well. But he just started a new job, so we're waiting for his vision insurance to kick in before we buy him some glasses. Vision insurance is a piece of shit. They'll give you $50. better than none, though. They'll give you $50 for $500 in glasses that you hit on the cheapest pair out there. It's a scam. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I hate to. I get mad. It is. I do, too. Okay, so let's talk about the reality. Um, 
obviously there are very attractive nerds out there in the world. There are very athletic nerds in the world. So some examples, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is a giant D&D nerd. He's been playing D&D for more than 20 years. That's that's not nothing. <laughs> yeah. You've got Ronda Rousey. She's big into Dragon Ball Z. There's just a ton of there's a, and there's right now there's just a ton of professional nerds and geeks out there. Mm-hmm. You've got the Will Wheatons of the world and, you know, the Felicia Days and Bonnie Burtons and And I even think that there's a lot of people that are legitimately good looking and cool and popular that are still big old nerds. Ryan Reynolds Mm -hmm. is the one I can think of off the top of my head. And Oh yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty, but he's goofy in and I don't know how to describe it, but he has a nerd vibe to me. Maybe because he plays a superhero. I don't know. But Oh, he's a big nerd, yeah. So and that's good. But I think, again, with any group, you're going to find a pretty wide range of attractiveness. I just, I don't think it's a very fair stereotype. And, you know, as one half of Nerdy Bitches podcast, I think we are quite attractive most of the time. So, yes, <laughs> you know, it's just, I would not watch us live without us. <laughs> I was complaining earlier that my bangs were doing like this old man mustache thing. <laughs> You know, the idea when you get bangs is that you're going to look like uh, Zoe Deschanel or is that the young one? And it I don't know. I I don't. I just have like an old man mustache. It's what I have on my bangs. <laughs> I, uh, I just go with the slick back ponytail because <laughs> that's about the extent of my hair doing skills. So, <laughs> well, all right. I mean, so. that's a, but that's a very common stereotype. And I think that it's absolutely wrong. I think it's just you can grab any sampling of people and they will be good looking or not good looking. It's uh it's surprising. You know, I've even seen like um you know uh, homeless dudes that are just like mm-hmm. smoking hot and you're like, "Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you get a sampling of any group of people, you're going to get a certain spectrum of attractiveness and some of them are above average and some are below average." Well, that's the true. And the the athletic portion of that as well. There's a ton of sports nerds. I mean, there's a ton of jocks that are big sport actual nerds. Like yeah. they love all of this stuff. And, you know, we've talked about before that geek is becoming more chic these days. And so a lot of the people are falling into, oh, yeah, well, I'll put on a pair of glasses that's uh, slightly ironic. And I'll, you know, Mm -hmm. go talk about my love of this random mainstreamish nerd thing. But that's okay, you know. But you can't say that, oh, everybody who likes Star Wars is, you know, pasty and living in a mom's basement. Yeah. Texas, we don't even have basements. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> in in general, everybody follows within the like what a normal distribution. However, there the only segment that I could say is going to be heavily skewed one way, or it's going to be like your Instagram models or just your general models and thing. But the reason why they're these type of models is because they are on that side. So, yeah, you don't see a lot of homely Instagram models. No, nope, I can't <laughs> think. I can't think of one, or at least they're just not very successful. Uh, I can think of one, but she's more of a comedian who's uh, she basically goes and finds these Instagram models and copies their poses. I love her. What is her name? Her Her name is Celeste Barber. Oh, my gosh. She cracks me up. She's fucking hilarious. Watching her try to do these unrealistic poses. These people are doing the outfit she's recreating in a what you've got laying around the house kind of way. It's brilliant. It's totally fabulous. Yes. And, you know, I, I. You just re reminded me of something I sent you where it was an Instagram model that was, it was, she was an actual model and it wasn't an Instagram model. She was showing off those uh, bikini bottoms and they literally were like the back of a thong in the front. It barely covered her, Mm -hmm. her folds. And so people were going (laughs) crazy (laughs) online. I love watch. I, oh my God, I was reading through the comments on that and they were, hilarious hold hold on i saved one (laughs) you can well here's the deal you would not believe the number of people who don't know the difference between a vulva and a vagina yeah that happens (laughs) like i could see her vagina i'm like no you can't (laughs) you if you're seeing her vagina you have got a very different angle than the rest of us so (laughs) yeah please please don't so i actually saved a comment from that particular post because it made me laugh so hard. It said, nice. 
I like to have an applauding audience when I walk along the beach. Audience being my two fanny flaps clapping in the wind. I'm not kidding. This was like a band-aid thickness just strapped there. And she's like, oh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing this uh, bathing suit bottom. It's like, to the beach or not? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was so slim. You could tell the skin tone difference between where she shaves and what's actual leg. Like, it was, wow. Yeah, it would not have remained in that position without some serious glue. Like, I'm not kidding. This is not just a hairspray on the butt type of thing. This would be... Yeah, this was like the actual landing strip. Yes. Like, like width. Like, that's it. It's not, I think it was thinner than the landing strip. May I mean, if you have, may have to link this to... We're going to have to. It was... Show notes. I mean, you'd have to use rubber cement to get that thing to stay down without flossing the front to everybody the second you stepped out onto the beach. Here's the deal. I could give two shits about the picture, but the comment section was just delightful. It was so funny because everybody knew that, like, this is completely impractical. There are certain. So the thong, like, she's wearing it backwards. That's what it felt like. She, that it was, she was wearing a thong completely backwards. That's what it looked like. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's not how those work. Congratulations. <laughs> You've failed bikini. <laughs> I know. I like, you understand that the purpose of those is to like be able to walk, right? <laughs> oh well. Apparently not. I don't know. Walking's overrated. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> when you're beautiful like that, I guess you don't have to walk. I, I must remain standing in front of the bathroom mirror taking a picture of myself because there is nothing else I can do. I have seriously been looking through so many pictures lately, and that's all. And I'm like, wow. I mean, here's the deal. I take the odd selfie here and there. I take pictures with my niece, with my dogs, whatever it is. But I'm not like, oh, my God, look at my body. Like, I just don't understand. Do do it and I, the bathroom selfies especially are the ones that just drive me bonkers. I'm like, I can tell you're in a public restroom. Like, yeah. what's happening? Or I can see the box of tampons behind you on the thing. Like... What is happening? I, just I don't need a picture of you where you go to the bathroom. I just, or the guys who are just like lifting up part of the shirt to show off the abs and the V that are sticking out. You're like, yeah, just okay. I mean, so somebody somebody trolled us a while back. Oh yeah, we know who, we know who it is, but somebody's trolled us, right? And uh, we've like found the mask that this troll is using, and so I follow him on Instagram. He's one of these. It's like I just I just stepped out of the shower and happened to have my phone in hand and I'm taking a picture covering my junk with a washcloth and I'm like, who like I, I just I guess I don't understand the mentality of anyone who just thinks this is what I'm gonna do today. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I guess they're I guess they're getting something. As out long of it as somewhere. I get some, as long as I get some che- cheddar, I don't really care. You know, do whatever you need. Yeah, if like, if you're doing it and do if you're doing it because you're desperate for attention, you might need to look at things. But if you get some money, yeah, yeah, go for it. It's a way. It's, it's a way to live. Yeah, I'm not judging. I just don't understand it. And it I think it's more of the and it doesn't last that long. That's the problem. Mm-mm. You got like a short no. 15 years. That you can really embrace this. This is like football players, too. Like, just bank half of it. Whatever you make, just throw the rest in the ha- half in the bank just to live on. And you never you never know when an egg is going to come up and dethrone you. So <laughs> Exactly. You yes, week? I did hear that an egg dethroned uh, Kylie Jenner. That's right. Actually, I couldn't so, pick uh, out. I could not pick out any of the Kardashians. If you said their name and I was looking at a list of them, I have no idea. I could get Kim and Courtney because they still look like they did 15 years ago. Now, Chloe has changed so much. I have no idea. And I could not tell you Kylie or Ken Kendall. I couldn't tell you which one was which. I didn't even all. know that there was like that many. Oh, yeah. There's more because they got a brother. They got Bruce Jenner has like four or five kids before these. So they're around too. Some of those were on. Like the OC or some bullshit. I don't even know. And I haven't watched this show. This is just like watching for five minutes a decade ago. You know, it's just, yeah. like, just bizarre. I'm like, I, I'm out. I can't keep I up. know. I, I really have never been able to figure it out. But oh, well, I, I, I don't care. Whatever. To each their own. See, yeah, this is another geek, thing. So. so if I'm not social, you know, 
somebody might consider me socially awkward or not very smart for not knowing about how many Kardashians are or that there were more Jenners than Kardashians. Is that the case? Well, and, and then I might think that the person who does know a ton about the Kardashians has got to screw loose with them because aren't there more important things to think about? So it is, it's all a matter of your perspective and where you're coming from. Yep. And if I didn't want to talk about it, because I didn't know what mm-hmm. we we're talking about, it wouldn't be because I'm socially awkward. Me, because I don't yeah. like talking about stuff. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Word. I also don't talk about milk pasteurization. You know why? I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, heat. <laughs> yeah. All I know is they don't do it in Europe. No, raw milk is delightful. Yeah. But it could kill you, too. So I guess it's like a blowfish. I don't know. Just there are a lot of people in Europe, so... Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a couple of farms here around the Houston area, like on the outskirts, and they do fresh raw milk, and it's very good. But it's also really fucking expensive. I'm like, you didn't have to put it through an extra process, so why is it costing four times as much? Probably not like, subsidized by the government. Nine to twelve dollars a gallon for raw milk. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. I don't. You just took it straight from the cow and put it in a. A jug, Barbara. I don't understand why it's so much more expensive. I don't know. That costs the cow a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. All right. So let's talk about the number one myth about geeks. Okay. And this is that geek culture is sexist. Now, I in general, obviously, we know a lot of female geeks, and so I'm going to say that generally not. But there is a it culture is sexist, so I I don't think it's just geeks. So no, but yeah, I, mean, I can't we're say living in a patriarchal society. So yeah. Or at least one that thinks it's still old and in control. Yeah, and I think that the Gamergate really made female geeks feel and gamers feel very uncomfortable. And all of us it did, because we even censored our own show because of the backlash that women get by talking about this type of stuff. So, But since then, we have also talked about this kind of stuff quite a bit. Well, I know, but at the and time... I think, <laughs> I think there are definitely areas of any, again, any type of culture is going to have some areas of sexism... I think for a long time, the perception has been that most geeks are guys, that women don't know how to game, and if they're there, for some reason, they're only doing it to flirt with guys, which I don't I don't know. I know a lot of female gamers, and they will kick your ass at any game, and they certainly don't want to fuck you. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's not a thing. Yep. And, you know, we've talked about it in the past as well, that, you know, back in the day, when video games first became a thing, women were actually buying just as many, if not more, video games than men were. But back in the 80s, they became they did a toy revolution and they had to decide pink or blue, right? So where do we put video games? Are they pink or blue? Because when they were first mm-hmm. brought out, they were actually all billed as family consoles, yeah. right? Like it was, oh, the family sits around the Atari and plays Donkey Kong together or whatever, and so when they had to pick, they just randomly picked boys. They're like, meh, boys like electronics. That's how it goes. But to this day, they actually have done studies and stuff that show that women do just as much, if not more, purchasing of video games because of so many apps and games. Whereas women are actually a lot more likely to buy in-app purchases in games than I think a lot of guys are. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. I... I think that it's kind of evolved into a men's thing, obviously starting out with the marketing, but probably because men are generally lazy and then it gives them an excuse to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Calm There's the fuck no down. There's sexism here on Nerdy Business Podcast <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, I'm just but- kidding. I actually bought one of those little baby Nintendo consoles, the ones that are like uh, tiny and they have all of the games that the old Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, original ones have. And I've been playing um, Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. uh, 1, 2, and 3. And I 
I think the Super Mario Brothers 2, by the way, got a bad rap because I, I quite so enjoy too. it. Oh, good. I like I mean, the princess does... because she flies. Yeah, she takes too long to land, though. She, she does. screws She's with me. Little, her skirt's a little floaty. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I like but, the Yoshi picking up the, the eggs and spitting them. Like, that's fun. Yeah, throwing them out. Yeah, that's that's a weird little dude right there. He's like, I'm going to have these babies and then spit them out you to try and kill you. And you're like, I'm going to take your baby and I'm going to throw it at you and kill you. <laughs> Seems like a disturbing little little uh it would not with work the... <laughs> in the human world that's for sure <laughs> no very politically correct hold on while but... i birth this baby and then fling it at your head i don't know so. i'm sure PETA would be called on that somewhere i don't know if you could have as many uh babies in the speed in which you can have uh eggs then maybe the yoshis because he spit one out like every like three seconds a lot of eggs there to work with it's true. It's true. Then maybe you would disregard him a little more often. Mm-hmm. He probably stole that clutch from some other dinosaur. So, <laughs> just saying. Oh yeah. Hashtag See, Yoshi I, I, the douche. <laughs> yeah, I th- I thought that. Um, yeah, I thought that Super Mario Two got a bad rap. I do like Super Mario Three, and that's what me and Craig play when we're like, "Oh, let's play a game the together." The raccoon tail is the best in three. Yeah. That is the best. with and, it, and you can whack people with it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so great, and I immediately lose it every time. I, I get too. it, and I'm like, woohoo! Or and then, then I accidentally like hit a fire flower, and I'm like, damn it! I don't want your fire. I want the raccoon tail. Or I usually just fall into a pit. I'm like, yay! I got it. Oh, there I go. Okay, Hit by a goomba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have the we have the Wii, the original Wii, and we were able to buy a ton of the old classic Nintendo games off of that. Um, and then we've also got these game emulators that Paul has figured out how to, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Does he use the Raspberry Pi? Is, yeah. All I, yeah. All I know is that I can now play the old Disney Aladdin video game, which is super awesome. And, uh, I think some of the Wii games I can now play on my computer. So weird, but I like it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm a That's fan. very cool. All right. So I think that was the end of our uh, stereotypes here. I think they were, they were, we had some strong good contenders in there for, you know. I know, but how many of them came from the Big Bang Theory? I mean, the Big Bang like Theory is a stereotype show, so I could see why it can't, you know, came from, but uh, so... So obviously the stereotypes existed beforehand or they wouldn't have made a show that exploited stereotypes as much. Well, but. it's funny because each of the each of the four guys, they're all super geeky and they like a lot of the same things, but they all still have their own very specific quirks and idiosyncrasies yeah. that kind of relates to different aspects in geek culture. So Yeah, they do. And same with um Amy Farrah Fowler. She has a different she has a different what am I looking for? Um, she appreciates things a little bit different. Uh, she actually likes to study social interaction mm-hmm. and she likes to study um, uh, biology and the brain yeah. and things like that. Well, she's a, where, she's a microbiologist or something. So, or yeah, neuro, yeah. Neurobiologist. That's what it was. Yeah. My favorite, though, was when she did have that uh, her lab monkey and she had taught it to smoke and he was an <laughs> asshole. I love that. He's like flinging shit at her. She's like. I want a cigarette. You or yep. you want a cigarette? I want a normal boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The, that's what you get, Amy Fowler, Farrah Fowler, for that's testing right. on animals. That exactly. Yeah. So you get you get asshole monkeys that way. That's right. You do. All right. So that's the end of stereotypes. All I have right. a, a little quiet bitch of the week here. Okay, uh, it's it a actually, quiet one. It's more of a bitch of the day because I woke up this morning. Uh, Paul and I had planned to get up and go see a movie this morning. And, you know, we were going to sleep in a little bit. About nine o'clock, I hear my dogs going crazy. Now, I can't hear the doorbell from my bedroom. But when my dogs start barking at a particular pitch, I know that someone has come to the door. And so I stumbled out trying to figure out what's going on. And Usually it's just a delivery person or somebody trying to sell me some shit or whatever. And I don't usually answer the door, but I look outside and my neighbor from next door is standing there. I was like, all right, well, I don't talk to any of my neighbors. I hate it when neighbors like want to be friends. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not a neighbor person. I mean, we've, I I don't have anything against anybody. I just, 
I just want to come in my house and do my thing. I don't need a block party. And so she's standing there and she's like, hi. And we've never talked like ever. I've talked to her husband a couple of times, but I never talked to her before. I'm usually yelling at her kids because they like to walk behind my car when I'm backing down the driveway. And uh, so she comes out and she basically she said, I'm not sure if you saw, but um, half of our fence blew down between your house and mine. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. <laughs> awesome. So we had a front blow through last night in the middle of the night and the winds were crazy. Like I'm surprised my patio table didn't fly over and it's glass. So I was kind of anticipating having to clean up glass and shit. No, no. It just took out half the, the back half of the fence. And so she was coming to try to, you know, coming to try to figure out like, hey, my husband's mm-hmm. going to go price it out and figure out what it's going to cost. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the problem. We rent. Like, <laughs> we don't own this house. We don't put any money into this house outside of the bare minimum of what we have to because it's not ours to improve. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm going to have to call my property manager and this is always the the rub of anything, right? Like I should be able to call and say, hey, FYI, this part of your house is falling apart. You should really come and take care of it. But we don't because she won't. You know, we, we've had uh, the molding around our back door was rotten before we ever moved into the house. We just are passing basically our four-year anniversary of living in this house. And it still hasn't been fixed. And, it, you know, rot only gets worse over time. It certainly doesn't get better. And so we've been asking, you know, hey, can you fix this? Can you fix that? And so, you know, we have to message her, her, quote, emergency number, go straight to a voicemail with no message on it. So nothing. And then we have to email her and say, hey, fence fell down. Neighbors want to know, you know, split the cost, whatever, blah, blah. And so the email we get back is, now we've got three dogs. She's got a dog or two that are around. And so, you know, we don't really want them running loose, right? And it's a giant pain in the ass to walk three dogs. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. is, we have a yard for that reason. And so this property manager gets back to us and she's like, I'm out of town. So I'll have my guys look at it on Monday. I'm like, fuck off. Like, really? It sounds like you've got a neighbor that's going to handle it for you if you just call them. Yeah, exactly. It's like just and and honestly, like I called her back and I said, listen, this is, you know, this is the response that we got. What I'd like to do is give her, you know, your name and telephone number and let her know, you know, hey, you guys are working on it. Because she said she's like, my husband is going to try to do the labor, you know, we'll go ahead and take care of this and then, you know, split it up or whatever. I was like, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm not going to pay it because again, not my house. Um, Yeah. But so she she uh, messaged me back after that. And she said, we're just going to go ahead and fix it. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that my property manager gets with you to try to make this right in some fashion. And so they've already gone out and they guy put the posts in and the cement and tomorrow he's putting the slats up. And I'm like, I love you people. I'm sorry that I haven't spoken to you in three years. (laughs) That was very nice. And they're like, we like you so much. We're going to put this bear, make sure the barricade is always in place between us. I told Paul, I was like, you know, if... If it comes down to a reasonable number, we may think about trying to just to keep the neighbor thing nice because that was really cool. Like if it was just us, it would just stay down. We'd be like, well, okay, just string something. I'd probably up be so like, the dogs can't get over exactly. it. Exactly. I'd be like, give me some state, give me a uh, stapler and some chicken wire. I know. I'm like, where's my gorilla tape? Like so. <laughs> I'm serious, like three sides, we've got, you know, this fence around this yard, and the back is like the, every other picket, and of course, it's always the one from the neighbor's side, because ours have those flip-flop panels, so it's like one side is yours, and one side is theirs. You know, it it's actually always, has a name. Huh? It's called it's called a good neighbor fence. Oh, well. That did you know nice. that? I did not know that. They are not good neighbors, because all of the pickets that are falling apart are from their side of the fence. Oh, no. Because every time one from our side of the fence, I go nail it back together. And Uh so there's one that literally the picket broke right above the bottom uh, support and just was like leaning. And it was like halfway broken, rotten through. It's leaning in the yard. My dogs are using it as a window. They're like, what's up over there, little dog? And 
Like, ugh, are you kidding me? So <laughs> I've had to break this thing off. I can't fix it because it's from their side. I can't yeah. really fix it. Like I've got ones that are held together from their side with like a bungee cord and a brick. Like, I mean, it is white trashville all over here. And <laughs> this, this other one, I just literally took the picket out and now it's broken. So it's, you know, it's got a good six inch, six, eight inches of it that are, you know, still attached and covering the hole, which is good. It's just leaning in there. I'm like, I'm surprised that that didn't fall over. That doesn't fall over. The one that's literally just standing there in a <laughs> hole, braced against nothing, but the whole fucking fence falls down. <laughs> like, son mm. of a bitch. So I guess my yeah. bitch is about bad property managers and shitty fences. Yeah. That sounds but like kudos a to my really nice neighbors from next door. So that you that you would do not like to talk to. I don't like to talk to anybody, but I'm really glad that I did not, in fact, run over their children when I thought about it heavily. <laughs> you said they keep walking behind my car. I'm like mm, Darwin, folks. So. Yeah, that is scary. Mm. You have a backup camera on your thing? No. Oh, that is scary because because yeah. kids are like right bumper level. Mm-hmm. Well, these yeah. Kids, yeah these kids were they're young and they're right behind. And I finally told them, I was like, y'all, I cannot see you. And they weren't, they wouldn't even start to walk across the driveway until I was backing out. I'm like, you have got to screw loose. I think that kid may have been a cousin or something because I thought there were three kids living over there. Apparently they just have two. So maybe hmm. that one was a spare. I don't know. Maybe he got hit by a car. I don't <laughs> maybe know. he got hit by a car. Okay. All right. Well, I have an internet comment. Yay. Here we go. It says, when medication says, do not operate heavy ma- machinery, they're probably mainly referring to cars, but my mind always goes to a forklift. That's <laughs> true. Mine does too. Mine it's like does the too, sur- yeah. Yeah. So, a good yep. call. Carrie Fisher good call said internet. something about that in her, uh, her stand-up routine. She said that oh, her, she? her ex-husband told her that she had made him gay because she had taken uh, codeine again. And she said, I didn't read that side effect on the label. (laughs) I thought it said heavy machinery, not homosexuality. I could have been driving those big tractors all along. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so my brain goes straight to the Bobcat because the best time to buy a used Bobcat is when you find one. Yes. (laughs) I think that may have been our first uh, internet comment ever. And I still... You know what, though, though, now that they said that... I always assumed that that was referring to an actual bobcat, but yeah. no, it likely was referring sh- to to the heavy equipment. I'm sure it was referring to the heavy equipment, but I like to think that they were trading in large cats. Actually, no, it was about a stuffed cat. <laughs> it was about a taxidermied bobcat. Now they uh, okay. think, yeah, yeah, it was out of context. So who knew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just told you the context. All you have to it wait is four short years to get the answer <laughs> to what context. It, it could have been bobcat Goldthwait. I don't know. So. He's pretty used uh, by this point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, make sure you go ahead and read Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That's our next book club episode. It's going to be coming up really soon. We actually have a special guest who is going to be uh, going to be on that episode. So that'll be something to look forward to. We're not going to tell you who it is just yet, um, but it's coming up. Yep. And make sure you head on over to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. Send a couple dollars our way. We'll send you some swag. Helps us keep the lights on and do fun things like go to Comic Palooza. Yep. We will be there. We have already gotten uh, our plane tickets. I'm excited. Now we just have to get our shit together. <laughs> yep. So it's going to be very fun. Make sure you're following us on all the socials and shoot us a tweet and let us know how you like it. If you're not following us, go follow us because we like collecting followers. <laughs> I, I'm desperate to get us one of those blue check marks one day. That's my yes. goal. Well, they'll probably be like, I don't know if this is for Heather or Liz. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> but if you have a blue check box, you can like talk to Chris Pratt and he replies back. Not that that's my ultimate goal, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a perk. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, yeah, um, we're heading towards Checkmarkville, yo. So Yep. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Want a chance to support the show? Want to get some awesome rewards and nerdy bitches swag? Then head over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. 
from not your basic bitch to rock star bitch, we have a monthly plan to fit any budget. Your support allows us to really up our game and make sure the show stays awesome without bowing to corporate sponsorship. In addition to providing prizes, giveaways, and convention coverage, we will also donate 20% of all net profits each month to other independent podcasts. This allows us to help grow other indie shows that we believe in. So hit us up at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and support your favorite bitches today. Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. As one half of Nerdy Bitches podcast, I think we are quite attractive.